Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi, and she's Laura Spillman. Hello. Hello. Were you just cursing your cat? I was. My cat was, I'm sitting in bed and my cat is getting in my space. Because that's what he does. What cats do. Yeah, yeah. Similar to kids. (laughs) As I recall. They get in your space. As I recall, yeah. Um, I did an episode with Tiffany couple weeks ago with her toddler son like Uh laughing and giggling and talking in the background so cats are no big (laughs) we made it through toddler co-host we can we can have a cat co-host yeah yeah so hey everybody it's a podcast yay podcast (laughs) um okay so laura and i are going to talk about a quote that might be kind of heavy because i know it's something we both feel strongly about and i'm assuming you you chose this one right I did. So I'm assuming you've got some stuff to tell. Yeah, it resonated (laughs) with me a bit. Yeah, yeah. So here's the quote. Um, And this is from L.R. I I assume the last name is Nost, K-N-O-S-T. But I've never heard anybody say it. I've only seen it. Okay. That's who says this. When little people are overwhelmed by big emotions, it's our job to share the calm, not join the chaos. Okay, so I found this quote when I was doing some research on challenging behaviors. Mm-hmm. So as uh, some people know, and maybe maybe some people don't know, but I was out of the classroom for a very long time, and I went back in the classroom a year and some change ago, um, and I'm and I'm still in and out of the classroom, even though my role has changed. And I was really confronted with some some challenging behaviors. And I was doing just looking up a few things. And I ran across this quote, and it really like it was one of those things that just like slaps you in the face, like, oh my gosh, I've been doing I, I've been doing something wrong. Oh. And the reason why it struck me like that was because I felt like the way that I was handling some of the behaviors, I was actually joining in the chaos versus being calm and and not kind of role modeling calmness, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah. I myself, was upset, I guess, and having a hard time. So that really just struck me because um, I, I felt like the way I was approaching these particular situations, I was almost being somebody who was there to guide. Mm. So yeah, that's so, why I found it. And I've definitely been in that spot. Um where, uh, and, and for a variety of factors, it could just be that, you know, your day's not going great or right. you've really been working with that same child for a long time and you're just starting yeah. to wear down. 
Right. Um, you haven't taken care of yourself. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of factors that can, like, we can all, I think, come up with validation Yeah. when we're, when we're reflecting about our, our own uh, choices and, and behaviors and, and saying, was that sharing calm or was that joining the chaos? But with that, and I don't want to say those reasons aren't valid, but the bottom line, I think, is that we're the grownups. Right. <laughs> and we yeah. have, um, so I really like, I think it's Dan Gartrell who writes a lot about behavior stuff. And I think he's, he's the one who recommended talking and thinking about children in terms of months old instead of years old. Right. It puts in perspective more like a three-year-old. If you, if you're thinking about a 36 month old child, it's easier yeah. to understand. They don't have the same experience that I do as a whatever 47 years times 12 months is however many right. months old woman I am now oh I'm 48 now sorry anyway can't do that math either 47 48 it doesn't matter I can't do that math um so so we can acknowledge that there's reason you know there's maybe valid reasons that that happened right um but I don't know that that ever makes me feel better when yeah I, when I'm reflecting on on having join the chaos. So can we talk a little bit about what it looks like when we join the chaos instead of sharing the calm? Yeah. Um, and I can only speak for myself, but I can also kind of, I can also talk about what I've seen Mm -hmm. when I've observed. Um, so in infant rooms, what I do seem see sometimes is when, the noise level is up. If you've got some babies crying and you can't console them, it seems as though you have teachers that just get really, really flustered and then tend to, they're really kind of joining in that frustration Mm -hmm. of the children. So to me, that's what joining in the chaos kind of looks like is that they're getting frustrated too. So, Maybe they're rushing to get through things or they're just holding a baby saying that they're okay, yeah. you know, over and over and over again. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, I Everything's too, fine. In that Why situation, I think about. no reason to be crying right that, now. That frantic jiggling we start doing to crying babies when we're yeah, getting yeah. frustrated that they won't stop crying. And I, I think, and this is translatable into any, any situation where. Uh, you know, a little person is overwhelmed by big emotion. Um, but, but with crying, it's a good example because if your mindset is that my job is to stop the crying or right. my measure of whether I'm successful is that they don't cry, um, then that's going to add right. to that's, that's going to intensify my response. Um, you know, the same thing with, with any kind of challenging behavior. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Okay, go ahead. So even with older children, um, if our, if our measure of success and our measure of good teaching is that the days always go smoothly mm-hmm. and everyone listens and everyone right. does what they're supposed to do and there's never a meltdown, then... that's like setting yourself up for big time failure. Right, right. So, <laughs> so I think one of the key uh, techniques, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe techniques, not the right word, but. So, so as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, okay, so what can we say are concrete ways to, to avoid mm-hmm. this situation? And one of it is just understanding child development. So if we understand right. why children cry, we understand mm-hmm. why children hit sometimes, 
right. can help. I mean, it's still, you still get to a point, I think, where you're yeah. like, I can't deal with hitting for another day. Um, but if we understand the developmental side of it, it's, right. we don't take it as personally. Right. Our ego's not as invested. Uh, yeah. And maybe we don't get dragged in as easily. And I, just, I, yeah. I think that's one one thing that we can do. Yeah. And I really try to watch my, I think where I was having a hard time was I was maybe raising my voice too much where now I'm trying to approach things with a lot quieter voice um, and really trying to get down on their level and really trying to connect with them rather than just trying to join in with whatever it is that they're doing. So, Lately, we've had a lot of runners, and they run, (laughs) and they run around, and I found myself just going after them because (laughs) I was always afraid that, you know, I'm just afraid they're going to get hurt, something like that, or hurt another child or hurt themselves, and I just decided that I was just going to stop doing that. So what I've just been saying is, is I'm sorry, I'm not going to chase you. I'm going to let you be safe, but I'm not going to chase you, and the more I just kind of let them go and I just didn't pay attention even though they try to do other things to get me to pay attention I just very calmly walk behind them and I just do something else yeah and I just make sure that they're safe yeah but it's it's hard it's so hard yeah it really is and like 10 or so years ago when I was doing more school-age stuff Uh um, we, we had a summer camp and um, there were a lot of high, you know, intense needs with these kids. A lot of them were referred by and paid for by, um, Department of Child Services because they were in, you know, that system in some way. Right. So lots of high needs. Um, but we had this one little boy who would, who would run and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think he was six years old and he'd already been sent away to a residential home. Oh, wow. Because his parents, no one can handle his, his behaviors. But anyway, he would run and we were kind of in the middle of of downtown and there was a big we were on like a huge the whole block was our building in our park right and I remember one day he got he you know he ran out the door and oh wow I went out with him and he was clear on the other side of the playground and if I had run there's no way I could catch him and that you know just intensifies his running but I stood there and watched him and he just watched me watching him and it brought him right back (laughs) because yeah because I didn't you know in that instance, join him in his chaos. I, I most definitely did in other instances, you know, I can remember right. trying to restrain him and all kinds of ridiculous things that didn't yeah. work. But for me, sometimes the way that I get pulled into the chaos is um, if people are watching me and this is especially true mm-hmm. for me when I'm in any kind of training or coaching. Role, right. Um, uh, when they're, I feel like people are watching me and I've got to, you know, I've got to do something. I can't just let it go or, right. you know, that, that adds an extra layer of pressure. And if I'm not careful, mm-hmm. I end up making decisions that I would tell them not to make. You know, I do things right. that I would tell them not to do. Like, um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's another or trying to stop, you know, just, yeah. Well, and I think that as practitioners, we get into this field because we care very deeply about children. Um, But I think sometimes we forget that the work is just very, very hard sometimes. And it's not, 
it's going to be different from day to day. You will have days where your kids are, you know, the flow is going and things are working out and um, you're going to have those days, but you're also going to have days where things fall apart. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think there's something to be said about recognizing in yourself when you're joining in that chaos and being able to recognize that and say, wow, I need to, I need to step away or I need to reflect and I need to figure out what's my trigger here and how can I, how can, how can I, I'm having a hard time articulating because really it's not just about the teacher. I mean, this has a lot to do with the child uh-huh. and um, it's so important that they know that you have their back. And so what concerns me is that if we lose our cool or we join in the chaos, I think it just gives a very mixed message. Well, And, and I think then the world becomes a little bit scarier because yeah. I, I think, you know, even the most challenging child, doesn't want to be that way is no. my guess. Like I, I would imagine that, you know, a child who's running around tearing up a classroom because he just can't handle the intensity of what he's feeling or whatever right. it might be it is is probably a little bit freaked out by his own behavior or her own behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they, they see can the person who's themselves. supposed to be like protecting them and, and setting yeah. those, those boundaries or whatever, they see us losing control too, then I think that can be really scary for them. Yeah. But what, what you said about reflecting is key. I mean, that's the other concrete thing we can do is that we all have those moments. Like I don't think anyone can really say they've never joined the chaos. Right. Um, and, and so first it's recognizing that it happened, which is mm-hmm. not as easy as it sounds because we right. can justify things and we're very skilled at um, validating our decisions with kids. Yes. Um, but then reflecting and thinking, okay, why did I freak out like that? Or why did yeah. I go wrong yeah. when I know that that's not going to help right. anything? Um, right. And, and what should I do next time? And one thing, and actually I, I hear it in your voice because you've said it so many times when it's in my head is yeah. I just have to re- really stop and remind myself to practice the pause. Yeah. And, and before I I take action. I need to, you know, no one's going to get that hurt in that little bit of time that it takes me. Right. On a, you know, the edge of a cliff or running in the street. Right. Um, in which case I don't know that a freak out would be joining the chaos. <laughs> I think right. that would be, yeah. you know, just that would be wanted. <laughs> yeah. That would be um, wanted. But I, I hear you say that in my head, just the practice, the pause. Um, that's one of the reasons I started wearing the mala beads again. Oh yeah. Because it was like a, a physical reminder. That you just have uh, to take a minute. And, and yeah. pausing. And, yeah. Uh, I'm being very intentional about my tone of voice mm-hmm. when I'm in the classroom. I'm, I'm actually in a three-year-old room right now. Yeah. And um, today I was very highly aware of my voice. So, you know, that was an interesting practice because I'm a loud person. <laughs> And I can be loud a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's always been something on, you know, when I was in the classroom, when I was a teacher, it was always part of my evaluation that I was too loud. (laughs) And, um, and I am, I can get really loud. So today, I just decided that I was going to really, really be very conscious of my voice and how quickly I was speaking and tried to just slow down. 
And I felt like in some cases it worked really, really well. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, and there's another thing, you know, in some cases it worked well. That's a good, that's still good. You know, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't you know, work all the time. It, it didn't work once. So I failed. No, you're still, yeah. you're still working on it. So one of what this is reminding me of now is, um, so Laura and I just finished just yesterday, actually. Um, a year-long process of becoming certified uh, to train the zero to three critical competence critical competencies for infant toddler educators. Yeah, it's um, a really ma- big works, mouth big mouthful that we're excited about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but but yesterday, part of the conversation, for whatever reason, centered on like background music in classrooms. Oh yeah, and yeah, and that's they... that's definitely a way that we join the chaos is having just a loud environment, whether it's our behavior or our response, that's one kind of joining the chaos, but also that, that constant sensory clutter. Are you there? I am. Okay, good. That constant sensory clutter. Yes. <laughs> Can yes. Be I don't know if the, mine keeps saying poor network connection, so mm-hmm. it might be me. Yeah, that's okay. We can, we can keep going. Okay. All right. So um, even today, are you there? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm sorry. Um, but even today, I um, thought about when I was in the classroom, I was like, hey, I think I might turn on some music. And I had to stop. because <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. I just talked about this. Right? <laughs> and <laughs> But it's, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, all the kids were kind of doing their thing. And I thought, well, maybe we should turn some music. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We just talked yeah. about this. But that's also totally different than what we were talking about, where the music was for the teacher. Even though right. it was, you know, really affecting the children right. in the classroom and the tone and some of the behavior. Uh, right. But but maybe that's, and, and I think about things like. Uh, walls every where every space is covered by some kind of poster or bulletin board yes. display or colors everywhere. Um, yeah, there's that. There's an environmental piece of joining right. the chaos too. I think. Yeah, and we're really intentional about the way that you know we display things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the philosophy that we have. So I I do think that that's one thing um, where I'm at. They do a really really good job at is not, you know, cluttering up the walls with a lot of stuff. So I've found um, Lisa Murphy's three questions. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And who is it for? Uh Really useful in deciding what should be hanging up in the classroom. Yeah, that is, that is really good because a lot of, I think as a teacher way back when, I think I hung stuff up. And I remember my walls in my Head Start room were, covered uh-huh. covered and I tried to have a balance of like you know at, at that time I don't even know if people still do this but I would do dictation charts well, sometimes yeah, I've seen that. yeah. <laughs> I loved my dictation I charts <laughs> I had all the kids names written down and you'd ask the question and you'd write down what they said yeah. and and those I would have those all over my room and then usually I'd have some sort of whatever art project we had around the question so um so yeah uh, and I know this is kind of off topic off of our quote but well, I don't think so I mean we're talking about things that contribute to a chaotic environment and and that's definitely one of them right? and a focus on what the adults want to do right to the you know if we're not thinking about the children's 
needs and, and preferences at all. Like I think a lot of what uh, I see in, in early childhood classrooms is hanging to prove that we're teaching like alphabet posters yeah. and number yeah. posters yeah. and um, shapes and that kind of thing. Um, okay. Well, we are at 20 minutes now, which was our goal. <laughs> because <laughs> I probably I don't think either one of us really felt like recording by the time it came time to record well I really wanted to talk about this quote because yeah. it really like I said it really I I think that it's something to always keep in mind uh -huh. and I I think that from here on out I wish I would have had this quote a long long time ago when I was a head start classroom teacher or when I was coaching a lot with the, you know, at resource at the resource and referral, but, yeah. um, it well, really, 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 thing. really struck me. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's something that, that, uh, it's, it's, it just sticks because of the visual and the emotion that's yeah. attached to the language. And so, yeah. so I'm glad we talked about it, but um, me too. our connections getting weird. Okay. And, uh, and we hit our 20 minute goal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Bye, thank you, Laura. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on.